1: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne.
0: Well, good morning and thank you for joining. It is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter, and I am not Dr. Leanne Schluter, but she is here Today doing something a little bit different. We'll call it a mailbag episode. My name is Jeremy and welcome Dr. Leanne Schluter to your own show. Thanks. Done this a couple of times. I I know you love it.
2: It is my favorite.
0: Yes. Is so, it your
2: is it your favorite?
0: It's my second favorite.
2: What's the first? When Just I do my, put, my own <laughs> when I do my own show.
0: <laughs> producing across the glass and then this the second favorite. <laughs> No, we do this, what, once or twice a year, and it is good. It's a different perspective. Yeah. We'll do a little bit of a personality profile. You just celebrated, what, 11 years in the office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Yeah. Hosted an appreciation dinner for 10-year clients. Yep. I guess I'll I'll start there. Like, when you have people who have walked with you for a decade, and we had your 10-year anniversary show back in March, and hopefully people can go back to the podcast and listen to that, because that was a lot of fun as well. There are people you get to know who walk with you through the the process of you talked about how when you first started some of the grinding you were doing the exams at the mall and mm-hmm. and just guerrilla marketing I guess is what yeah. you would call it, like just trying to get <laughs> this thing off the ground how can you look back now and see God's hand on your practice
2: I um goodness I would go to the mall booth after at lunch and in the evenings on every shift and I would just stand there with my surface emg and I would say hey have you been checked yet hi have you been checked yet hey have you been checked yet and you know just really really awesome awesome individuals who I got to meet through that process um some doors that open like I met at an event I think it was maybe like a chamber event I met a guy Who was like the owner or manager of a local car dealership. And so, a Saturday morning, I took my Surface EMG scanner and I went to the car dealership and they had like customer appreciation day. And they had to come to me to get scanned in order for uh, them to get their customer appreciation card, which was like 15 or 20% off of a service. And, you know, that was like, what? You know, people are like, where'd you get that new patient from? I'm like a car dealership screening, <laughs> like, As you, do. you know, but like neck pain, degeneration, you know, most of those people, it doesn't, it doesn't discriminate on where you can go, oh, yeah. you know? So it's like, you can walk around with sciatic anywhere. I, I did, uh, for the apartment complex that I lived in, I did a health talk there for the banks, just like all of these different things. Um, a woman that I met and I got to know her dad was best friends with a pastor to church and I did health transformation makeovers there for eight years like just those aspects when it was like I will be the hands and feet and I will teach people how to live and serve your principle by honoring their body but like I need you to help me open those doors God and he did and it was awesome and it was just you know some of the most unique spots but I mean it was awesome
0: I think it was last week I heard Dave Ramsey coaching a caller who was learning how to put roofs on houses and she was doing like a trade school and she was like, I'm going to graduate. And he's like, when you graduate, you're going to know how to put roofs on houses, but you're not going to know how to run a business. And I think you and I have talked about this a little bit before, but the HR and the, just the faith it takes to start a business and the running of the business may not be your favorite, but how equipped were you for that? Once you got out of school and were ready to start Mm -hmm. a business,
2: the people who taught us how to run a business in chiropractic school were ones that failed in business. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. Like we, you checked the boxes and you answered what you were supposed to in school, but that's. I mean, I was awful, awful at like managing team. Someone once told me, and I've shared this with coaching um, when coaching other chiropractors, is that someone had once told me, and I had followed their advice that like your team members like are just that they're team members like keep them at an arm's distance so it's like you don't go to their kids birthday parties and you don't and so I'm like this I feel like I'm I feel like I'm this really fun outgoing person and the people who work for me never got to see it for probably like the first couple years and then when I just had tons of team turnover I'm like oh well you're probably not being the kindest to them like you're probably being kind of jerky and I was like oh so now we do fun things together and we like enjoy each other's company. And so it was, that was just like one of the many aspects of, um, feeling forward in business. But, you know, I think if your principle on why you're doing what you're doing is large enough, then you can either do one of two things, right? And this is why so many small businesses fail is that there's no self-reflection in it. And so I read a lot of, coaching books Hmm. and I read a lot of self-help and leadership books to realize like I'm the problem probably mostly you know but and so making those changes were hard because you know you just feel like it's I don't know you just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to keep getting the same results and if you're not happy with it then you have to do the things to change and so making those changes over the course of time I feel like has allowed me to see a little bit more on how to lead better, how to be a better doctor, and using that even with like my marriage and my kids, too.
0: That's good. Part of the office experience at Greenwood Family Chiropractic is the culture that you build. That's evident from walking in the door. Minute one, you, you walk in the door and you know, the front desk greeting that you get all the way to the adjustment and the farewell what kinds of th- we I was bragging on your current team to somebody over the weekend what do you look for in a team member and how do you maintain the consistency of culture I don't know if that's too much of a buzzword but yeah it's an experience when you go into that building
2: we train we train a lot <laughs> Um, I had a mentor and he said, if you haven't trained on it in the last four weeks, then they're probably not doing it right. And it's true. I mean, just is something as simple as like we give people when they come in an office tour, you know, talk about how we went to the Olympics and our, you know, uh, when you come into the office and you see that it's different than kind of the standard pain-based chiropractic, we talk about how our structural corrective techniques help and is specialized in degeneration, reverses aging in the spine. And so we talk about those things, and a couple years back I remember training, and all of a sudden they were, like, showing people where the bathroom was. And it was like, you know – pooper's over here and you're like why is that like did they ask where the bathroom is like we have signs on it we're pretty like an open floor plan they could they could find it pretty easily i'm sure they'd ask it was like why are we why is we're showing them like how great like all these really great things that we've done and about our office and we're like oh so pooper's over you yeah, <laughs> know it's like how to get there and it's like oh i've just been doing it like this for a while and yeah. you're like oh okay so you get into a routine but it doesn't mean that routine is what we want to but For example, every new team member reads a book, Lessons from a Mouse. And so it's about customer service. Because though we are a medical provider office, you know, we are creating an experience. And people all the time, my favorite thing is people are like, are you trying to sell me on my health? Yeah, And the answer is, yeah. Yeah. And then I have to follow up with, how sad is that? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how sad is it that I have to, like, quote, sell you? into thinking that your health is important like why isn't that just something that is innate to you so
0: so it's been 11 years you've grown the the space has grown the team has grown but you still maintain like you're still very hands-on and how much of that is because you still want that pulse of the experience that you're creating
2: i think it's a it's a mixture right because right now i'm uh, in the practice, but then too, just working on the practice, creating SOPs, procedures, protocols, those things, training schedules. It's stuff that f- the HR stuff, running payroll, PTO, <laughs> 401k, like all that stuff, which is great. Like, I want to be able to offer all of those things. Like, it does take time, and I understand now I, um that's like a full job. <laughs> but so that aspect, I, you know, when I first started, I was working in the practice and on the practice 90 plus hours a week, you know, but I, my husband lived in a different state with military. I didn't have any kids. Like my, I had one job like, and that was help people through Greenwood family chiropractic. And now I'm like, well, life balance, I can't be gone all of that. So if I'm still going to put in 40, 50 hours a week, like, where is that spent best? And I don't want to be out of the practice. I like patient care. I like adjusting. I like exams. I like functional medicine. I like that stuff. But also, who am I to come in if I'm not there ever to be like, here's the procedure <laughs> we're going to do? It's like the CEOs who are like, what was that one show that Undercover Boss? Sure. Right? Undercover Boss. And they have these CEOs who made this. Like, hi, you have to. I- it wasn't a show that I watched often, but I very vividly remember one. And it was with like a garbage company, like a waste management or something and they're like hi you have to hit your quota of x amount of like here's your route but they couldn't use the bathroom and they couldn't like run into someone's home to use a bathroom and they're in these dump trucks so they would like have to urinate in water bottles in their route and you know when he was in it he was like i had no idea this was happening and i was like well of course because you're so hands off like Mm -hmm. you sit in a seat and you're like gosh i think this can be done in uh five minutes instead of 10 and but you're not there so you don't really know you know, so it's like, how do you better and create a better experience? And part of it is being in the office. Still part of it is working on the office. So, when people, you know, if I'm not in the office, you know, on, in the morning, I do admin stuff. I'd love to think I was sleeping in until noon, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's just not, it's just not really what happens.
0: Part of doing a radio show about your practice for a decade is learning how to sell yourself while also earning the listener's trust. And I think you've done that very deftly over the years. I hope so. (laughs) You could probably almost sell a little more. And I say that just as what you do, what your team does is different. So somebody maybe who has had an, an experience at another place, at another chiropractor, or has maybe soured on the concept of of chiropractic like what would you hope that their experience and what do you think they would be surprised to experience in your office
2: hmm. i think the biggest aspect is whole body wellness and i know we kind of talk about that on like the intro or whatever whole body wellness whole, like what does that really mean And let me give you an example. I had a patient who came in with horrific sciatic pain. So like compression in the nerves in the lower back that ran down the leg, could barely walk, could barely walk. And often, not always, but often, you know, when they come in they're like, pain's in the lower back and they put all the mind and pays attention to the lower back. Or they'll say like, hey, your leg is short. And you're like, oh yeah, it can. Like legs can be anatomically short, but so much of that is actually pelvic rotation. Because then they'll get adjusted and they're like, oh, your leg's not short anymore. And in my brain, I'm like, did they magically grow your leg? Mm-hmm. Like, why? <laughs> no, they, they are dealing with more of the pelvic discrepancy. One, that communication is a bit poor. But then two, it's um, the muscles that originate in the base of the cervical spine, so like the base of your neck, the ones that originate there actually attach onto your lumbar spine. They attach it on your lumbar. So when I looked at her x-rays for her lumbar spine... Her lower back, you know, there was some shifts but I mean, nothing that would have really alluded to why she was having such magnitude of sciatic. Um, but her curve, instead of it going forwards, was reversed. So she had, you know, 120% loss of curvature in her neck. And when we started to adjust that and address that, it made the absolute world of difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, th- I think that's just one where, one, we test, we don't guess. And so if it's something that warrants x-rays, we're going to take them. It's the same reason why. You go to your medical doctor and they're going to do lab work if you don't feel good. Why? Because it's a diagnostic that, that allows you to see something that you can't with the naked eye. And then you don't guess from a treatment standpoint. Right? Like, why do dentists take x-rays? Like, listen, I understand the value of x-rays. Am I annoyed every time I still have to take them? Yes. But do I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like. Um, why? Because it allows you to see like a cavity that's forming in the enamel before you can see that with the naked eye. And so it dictates the course of care when you're able to see more of that diagnostic. That's one of the things that we do. But then too, if you're not working actively at correcting the structure of the spine, like you can get the rackum stackum rotary adjustments and that's great. Come back when your back hurts. But I, I had a guy recently, um who's like literally uh four to six weeks out from cervical fusion neck surgery and uh I mean now his degeneration has been going on he's in his early 40s this degeneration has been going on for um two decades right like since he was in his 20s so Mm -hmm. it's probably something that happened from football in high school Mm -hmm. and now because of that degeneration, there's pressure on the disc that's causing more of this like radiating pain down his arm, like can barely sleep, is miserable, all of these things. And one, he's been in the office for a couple of weeks now and he's like, this is the most relief that I've gotten through other chiropractic and physical therapy ever. He said, but like, listen, usually I just go in, they adjust me a couple of times and they're like, I'm going to come back when I have another flare up. And we're like, that's the problem. Right. Like you're just waiting for another flare up because you're not actually correcting the cause of the problem. And so I, I think that's one where, you know, for people who want the quick fix, rack 'em, stack 'em, advil type adjustments, like that's great. Like our goal is to get you relief. I had a medical doctor who came in um and had like she could not walk, she limped the whole way. And um, her first adjustment, she stood up and she goes, oh, I can walk. She's like, I've been struggling through surgery. She's like, I cannot even want to admit to you how many ibuprofen I've been taking over the last couple of months. And it's not always one adjustment. and It's not going to be one adjustment that holds forever, right? Like that's why we work with the neuromuscular reeducation. So we can set those adjustments in place. You hold them for longer, the more you go through it, but it's still just figuring out like, what's the cause? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what really differentiates us is that we do exponentially more due diligence. I had a guy, I hadn't seen him in almost a year. He had a flare-up. We came in, we said, hey, let's, it was a, literally a two-sided form, front and back. Like, hey, you just have to fill this out. We haven't seen you in almost a year. Let's just figure out what caused the exacerbation, get you adjusted. He's like, not doing it, I'll go somewhere that I don't have to do an exam. And we said, perfect. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. Because anywhere that you go, if they don't do an exam, that should be a huge red flag. Yeah. And number two, any good place that you go, you're going to have to do an exam. And it's going to be way longer than the form we just asked you to fill out. So best of luck to you, sir. <laughs> like, we'll be here open arm when you're ready. But I'm not going to throw my knowledge and, do, and not do my due diligence because you don't want to take an extra five minutes to fill out a form. You know, it's just that's not good doctoring. So
0: you said you weren't going to yell today.
2: Was that? It was moderate.
0: Yeah. Good levels. (laughs) You're listening to maximize your life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. It's a mailbag episode. When we come back, um, faithful listeners to the program will know that you just did a two parter on uh, common spine problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we come back, we're going to ask what are some of the other most common situations that you deal with when people come into Greenwood family chiropractic?
1: listening to maximize your life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Your life.
0: It is her show, but she's not on that show, but she is on the show in the guest chair today. My name is Jeremy. We're with Dr. Leanne Schluter. This is Maximize Your Life. Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317 893 2853, 317 893 2853, or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com for initial exam and consultation. You talk about how subluxation, subluxation?
2: Subluxation, yeah. Sub is less, like it's below, lux is light. So when your body expresses less than light, that's what subluxation means. Subluxation.
0: So I had a reverse curve at the top of my spine, which the symptoms were at the time what I thought was pain in my shoulder blade and a little bit of like tingling in my right arm. But had that gone unaddressed, I mean, we don't know for sure, but you talk about all the time. Thank God for symptoms. Symptoms are a gift from God. They're a blessing. What are the possible dangers of unattended? Oh, my gosh. I
2: literally just showed my team this. I had a patient. uh, She is late 40s. Started in the practice 10 years ago. Came for a year, year and a half. And then like life, two kids, craziness, whatever. Falls off. We see her back, right? So the kids are like not little anymore. They're like teenagers and mom comes back so we have x-rays when she first started her curve had flattened and then she saw a pretty good increase in curvature right like you want to have that curvature and then between then and now her amount of degeneration exponential Research finds that if you have a bone that's out of place, and that's what subluxation is, it's when the bones shift out of place, Um, degenerative changes like osteoarthritis, degenerative disc disease, continue at about two to 3% a year. Which makes sense because you look at this woman's x-rays, You pick her head up, it's 10 years later, that's a 20 to 30% more advanced degenerative change. And that's always why when we look at x-rays, people say, like, how do you know? How do you know how long? Well, I can't be like, hey, this is from your fall off of your bicycle when you're in the fourth grade. But I can look at a spine. Like, for example, I talked about earlier, the gentleman who has pretty severe degeneration, I mean, he's end of phase two, beginning of phase three degeneration. That is likely a 20 to 30 percent, 20 to 30 year degenerative process. So that's when we were like, this probably happened when you were in your late teens, early 20s. Like, that's how long it's been there. Now, had he then got it corrected, the amount of degeneration that he had would not be as advanced. It's Wolf's law. It's complicated, but mm-hmm. um, it, it is. It's just. It's just like gravity. Like it's a law. Like that is what happens when there's unequal stress and pressure on a joint. The joint changes, and so it's just really. It's just like tooth decay, right? Like no one questions if if you go into your doctor or a dentist, Jeremy, and you say they're like you have a cavity you're like tooth decay well do you believe it's going to get better on its own or do you believe it's going to stay the same or get worse and you're like no it's going to get worse it's the process of tooth decay like that's just the process that works it's not a question about it and so that's similar with spines it's just one that we've had the opportunity to ignore it through over-the-counter pain medication for so long that we're like it's totally normal it's not normal
0: to the mailbag we go over the last two weeks you to the part one, part two, common spine problems, sciatic issues, uh, stenosis, spinal stenosis. Spinal
2: stenosis. Yes, good. You do listen. <laughs>
0: uh, there was one other one. I can't think of it. That's good. Dear Dr. Leanne, what are the most common other issues that you see in the Greenwood Family Chiropractic Office?
2: Um, radio listeners that know we do, functional medicine will come in for that. But I would say the standard person, it's extremity pain. So what does that mean? More often, like shoulder, hips, and knees. And so people ask me all the time, like, oh, my gosh, do you adjust knees? Eh, yeah, I mean, we do. But, uh, again, another great example. I had a patient who had a wonderful husband, uh, had more of a physical job, and had horrible knee pain. No other complaints other than his knee pain. And... um Like, I remember looking at his weight differential. You have uh, patients, new patients stand on scales. Like, are you carrying more poundage on one side than the other? And uh, he was like 15 or 20 pounds more on one side than the other. And even doing like... palpation like feeling from a structure standpoint you could tell that there was quite a bit of rotation in his pelvis now listen we could do all of the knee adjustments in the entire world I could take your leg I could pull on your hip I can do all of those things but if you take your pelvis and you rotate it you have to think there's so much unequal stress and pressure on the hips and on the knees and I told him I said Let's give it a couple weeks. Like, we can always look at if there is underlying degeneration. We can always look at what stem cells or PRP looks like for you. I said, "What? why don't we just start with conservative and see how it goes? And when I tell you, when we looked at x-rays, the amount of pelvic unleveling in this gentleman was absurd. Mm. Like, I have not seen that like severity of pelvic rotation and leveling in a long time. I'm like, of course your knee would hurt. So I was like, so you can adjust my knee? I'm like, your knee is not, your knee is the symptom. Your knee is not the cause of the problem. Your knee is the symptom. And so we started getting adjusted. And when we went through his re-x-rays, you know, whatever, however long later, his wife was in there with him. And I said, hey, listen, how many times did I adjust your knee? And he goes, well, none. I said, how's your knee feel? He's like, it is almost 100% resolved. And I said, well, look at what's happened to your pelvis. And he goes, that's wild. Like, it's not wild. It's just causation, right? Like, people aren't looking for the cause of the problem. It's just, it's easier, it's quicker to mask symptoms, right? So, like, you could do the, like, icy hot and the blah, 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 and the knees and the stretching and let's strengthen your quadriceps. And you're like... Yeah, I'm sure that's helpful. It's just not what's causing the problem. Your weak quadriceps at this point, looking at your spine is not what causes the problem. Same thing with hips, shoulders. So much of that comes from the base of the cervical spine. So frozen shoulder is one of the, like the huge thing. People would say, what does chiropractic have to do with frozen shoulder? And you're like tons because it has to deal with one, the nerves that innervate the muscles that go out there. But then two, the nerves that run through that shoulder girdle. So you're like, I'm doing all of this other outside stuff. And you're like, just get get back to the, co- what's causing it? You have, you know, 60 millimeters of forward head posture. It's putting tons of stress and pressure on the base of the cervical spine. So.
0: Well, let's talk about that. We're increasingly living in a society with their heads down on their phones. Um, so probably job security for you mm. moving forward. I mean, you talk about phone posture. In the office, if people are in the warm-up room, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you want their phones up. What are some small things posture-wise that you would like to see our society move toward?
2: Uh, get off your phones as much. <laughs> I know that's not it's not a posture it's, thing, it's, but...
0: But these kids all have their own phones now at like 8, 9, 10 years old. Well, even
2: they... so, my brother got uh, my oldest an iPad. Now, granted, I literally had it locked so tight that um, he had like a school app i couldn't get it downloaded and i like messaged the teacher and she did all the stuff where we like i just had the parental settings on it too Hi. um but there was like a math game he wanted to play you know so there's is, there is actually like a lot of really good learning stuff that i can see but for example instead of him like sitting kind of crouched over with his head down i'm like hey we have a stand for it i'm like get on your belly so i'm laying on his belly or if he is sitting down in a chair, I'll put a couple pillows underneath so that he's upright. Or we kind of have like a—it's we made it into a bar. It's not actually a bar, but I've uh, like chairs that are bar, bar stool height yeah. that they can sit on too. So then that way it's like lifted up a little bit more. But I won't have them like just let it lay in their lap with like the head down. So
0: I shudder to think we're probably going to start seeing the results of the first generation that grew up on phones. Or maybe are now. Like,
2: yeah. Okay. Listen, I use this analogy a lot when I talk to parents in the office because I do feel like it speaks volumes. So I opened up the office in 2012, right? And in 2012, I had the coolest phone that was around. The coolest. You probably can't even guess what was. It, <laughs> it was the...
0: Um, it wasn't a pager.
2: It was still T9 texting, <laughs> if, if you're old enough to remember that. <laughs> um, it was the uh, pink Motorola Razor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Coolest phone ever. Sure pictures on it what no that was not you still had the other like outside camera um and you still had a t9 text right like if you wanted z you'd have to push that number nine like what four times so that but that was the coolest phone and that was like you know it it took 10 11 years ago so i think just that aspect when you're like where have we come in the last 10 years and you're like leaps and bounds Mm. you know you could never watch a full movie on the Mm-hmm. Razor phone. <laughs>
0: sure. And and now kids are getting them younger than ever. My kindergartner
2: but, has it in school. They have tech day uh, and in tech lab, they have, they have iPads. Yeah. So,
0: so there are, there are, I mean, I know you just talked about it, but there are these really simple things that parents can do. I mean, this is probably not discussed enough. Better or worse. People are using screens as babysitters. And oh, yeah. if that's going to happen, people should probably self-educate on them because that's going to make a big difference.
2: On your belly is one of them because then at least their chin is up. Yeah. propping it up on their laps with a couple different pillows having stands those are a couple quick action steps that help
0: dear dr leanne i was googling how to get rid Problem of number one. the Stop. bags under my eyes and they said eat more watermelon hmm? who's they this person did not <laughs> say it. i am weary of sugary fruits Is it bad to start my day with a slice of watermelon?
2: No. I mean, if you're not diabetic, probably not. But here's, uh, again, we talk a lot about why we thrive in the office is the root. Is your lack of watermelon why you have baggy (laughs) eyes? (laughs) You know, my first thought process is that person is like, hi, you know, watermelon has a lot of natural water content. Like, are you dehydrated? So it's like I wonder if dehydration is causing the baggy eyes. Then I would say drink a glass of water when you get up, and it's not going to have all of the fructose sugar that's in there. I mean, my kids love watermelon, and now is the season. It's outside. It's an outside fruit, though, at our house. It's so like I'm not going to tell my kids they can't have watermelon. You know, they're not diabetic. Do I want to feed it to them all the time? No. So then, the kind of other. aspect of that, what I see more so with baggy eyes is often like it's an internal, you know, when we look at eczema or rashes or baggy eyes, or, you know, so much of what we see is a story of what we can't see.
0: Mm.
2: And so that, that is often one where like kids, for example, when you see those big baggy eyes, it's usually a sign of food allergy or food sensitivity just un or underdiagnosed, um, just like that aspect, nutritional deficiencies. So, I mean, there are probably some nutritional value that comes with watermelon, but again, or even so, like if it's menstruating age, if it's childbearing age and you see that, you know, is it something that there's an iron deficiency?
0: Well, I would have a follow-up question to that because I get frustrated, you know, eat more fruits and vegetables. You and I have talked about like, uh, snacking on pineapple one summer at the pool led to some unwanted results for you. Like,
2: okay. But listen, (laughs) I also was mixing adult spirits in there too, which wasn't, yeah, it was pineapple basil and a little bit of Tito's. I mean, (laughs) but that was the problem. I didn't have any kids and I live really close to the pool. (laughs) Was it that
0: long ago? Uh, So, I mean, it is probably a good, better, best, you know fruit is still going to be better than a bag of candy but from a you know i know the the fruits that i should be the granny smith apples and blueberries they're fine they're not there's a lower glycemic index yeah they're not delicious i mean how
2: how how (gasps) what oh my gosh they right now have like the fattest organic blueberries i there i my, my kids when i tell you these kids could turn into blueberries right now and i'm just justifying it with all the antioxidants those kids are getting (laughs) luckily we've got like a warehouse membership so um but when we go there if those are the not the little ones not the tart ones the kids Mm -hmm. don't like those ones like the big fat ones you don't even like those
0: oh i I like them they're just not delicious they're not like uh like a nice juicy peach or a I still do that. I mean, they'll
2: have organic peaches here coming up in in like the Bing Cherry, the organic Bing Cherry season. Oh my gosh, it's so short. You can only get those for like a week or two. And we do when we can. Um, But those are what I think with moderation. I think also like, what are you adding to the fruit? (laughs) That was part of my problem.
0: (laughs) Uh, side note: Have you uh, have you looked at your mulberry bushes or trees? yet yeah. this year uh-huh. they, they actually.
2: Um, we had some kids over at the house yesterday because they were uh, swimming in the pool, and I pulled it down, and I was showing. I was like, "Look at all," because you could see like the little buds little, coming up. Green ones. Yeah, mm-hmm, that you're like, you will not like them right now. They will be very better, yeah. um, but just wait. But I mean, here's the downfall of the mulberry tree: is that the birds like them? So then I have mulberry poop everywhere. So I am excited for the mulberries. I am not excited for the mulberry poop.
0: It's a mailbag episode on Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853. More of your questions next.
1: You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com.
0: Don't adjust your sets. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne Schluter. With special guest Dr. Leanne Schluter in the guest chair today, we're doing a mailbag show. Greenwood Family Chiropractic 317 893 2853 or greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com for initial exam and consultation. Dr. Leanne just celebrated 11 years at her space in Greenwood. I know you've told the story before. What's a 90 second version of what you say when people ask, Why Greenwood?
2: God too fast
0: (laughs) we have 87 seconds not
2: enough god um i knew that i had a couple i wanted to be in a place with a growing population near a mall near an airport because i travel a lot uh for advanced training um which in hindsight was also a god thing because my husband and i lived apart for the first five and a half years of our marriage because of military stuff his part And so uh, push came to shove. I was training in Dallas. I didn't have time to travel the country and check out cities, which, you know, some the average person likely would if you were, like, I don't know, moving there, setting up a practice, spending (laughs) the rest of your life. And um, a company kind of helped coach me opening. And they're like, listen, you've got to tell us today. And I had 10 different spots. And I was like, all right, Greenwood it is. And so that was the best blind faith decision. Going to chiropractic school, I didn't know what I was doing when I went there. Mm -hmm. Blind faith decision. Setting up in Greenwood, blind faith decision. Showing up to Flaming Amy's Burrito Barn on a random Tuesday where I met my super cute husband in jeans, a white tee, a white socks cap in his gray truck Best blind decision ever. First time I'd ever gone there. I met my husband.
0: Thank God for the White Sox. Yeah. Back to the mailbag we go. M-A-I-L. Dr. Leanne, is breakfast the most important meal of the day?
2: No. That's, that is... Was that too... Was it... I didn't mean to sound as annoyed as I was. See, you'll hate, see, you'll like doing these shows more. This is fun. I
0: don't get to control what people write in.
2: Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, that is such, that's what we thought 10, 15 years ago, right? Like the thought process of it was that you have not been eating. And so what we need to do is we need to put in food to stimulate your metabolism to like kickstart it, you know? But then we look at ninety percent of breakfasts, and it's like pancakes with blue syrup, bendits, pop tarts, and you know English muffins with jelly. And you're like, "What's wrong with that?" And you're like, "Carb bomb with jelly, sugar bomb, no added sugar." You're like, "It's naturally occurring sugar." You know, like, oh. so that's the thought process of why it was like that. But I feel as if fifteen years ago there wasn't near the amount of. Uh, more advanced research about intermittent fasting, Uh you know, and and utilization of that. And so now I don't think it's bad if people eat breakfast, but it's one. Like I personally typically will intermittent fast uh, until lunch. Like yesterday I had some lettuce wraps at the house um, and that was at, uh, I got home a little bit late, 12.30 or 1. And then I'll have dinner at 6.30 or 7.00. So I kind of do an 18-hour fast, six-hour window of eating. So it seems to work out.
0: Got time for a couple more. Dr. Leanne, I am in my 30s and have never had a regular MD. What should I look for in finding a family doctor?
2: Uh, Someone who's congruent with your thought processes. You know, I do believe that there's a time and a place for medicine. I get annual blood work done every single year. I am a proponent. I had a mentor who died of... uh, brain cancer though it was found at stage four uh he had had symptoms kind of ignored them and I always remember he said if I would have just had annual blood work I would have caught this cancer well before I mean granted he lived they gave him two weeks to live he'd live for another seven and a half years doing not conventional therapy sure um but that's one especially two. I just saw another one the other day Uh, postpartum fatigue is often blamed on the fact that you know you just had a baby and you have a newborn but the acceleration of cancer you double your blood volume when you're pregnant circulation all of those things cancer is I've had two friends that I've known from or through chiropractic school Um, one of them got diagnosed with thyroid cancer about a year after and she's like I'm tired I'm tired I'm tired and they're like I oh, have thyroid cancer and it's metastasized to tons of lymph nodes. Uh, and the other one was uh, cervical cancer and it ended up taking her life. Yeah. And so those are ones where you're just like, gosh, you know, the faster we can catch those. Now what I see more, so I, we were talking about a patient just this past week and how um, she's like, Hey, I want to do things more proactively. She's on, I can't remember if it was like a statin or blood pressure so for cholesterol or blood pressure. And she told her medical doctor, I don't wanna be on these for the rest of my life. And he was like, yeah, it's kinda just what's gonna happen to you. And like we know like research actually supports that lifestyle changes can make a difference. Now, it might be one where maybe she's on like five milligrams for the rest of her life instead of 25, but she actively wanted to figure out how to work towards that and was very dismissed by her practitioner. Oh, another one the other day, she was like, hey, I want like a full thyroid panel, reverse T3, free T3, T4, um, antibodies, TPO, all the things. And her medical doctor was like, nope, won't run it. And she was like, this like I would like to see those levels. Mm. And he said, No, I won't run it. Mm. And I was like, You gotta find a new doctor, right? Like, and I don't know if they're just they don't wanna run it because like maybe insurance won't cover it, but that's not on them. Or if they get it and there are discrepancies in those levels because they're not trained enough to know what it means or how to fix it that they don't want to even look at it but that sh- you know if you can't interpret it that's fine you can still run it and she can take those labs and find them somewhere else sure. you know like so i th- i think more than anything just a thought process we all i feel like we all can agree like my cholesterol could be 700 i would never take a statin my blood pressure could be 250 over 100 i would take i would take that medication right like i would get my blood pressure down but i wouldn't want to be on it for the rest of my mm-hmm. life like what's causing it And so if you can't find a doctor in total that's working on getting to the root cause of your problem, then if that's your desire. Now, if you want to walk in and say, gosh, your cholesterol and blood pressure is high and you don't want to make those changes and you want the permission slip to make no lifestyle changes and take a pill to see the numbers change, then do it and find that doctor that supports you in that too.
0: Well, so much, and we'll wrap up with this. So much of what you do is education and advocating for self-education. And so I probably ask you this every single time, but having been here for more than a decade now and you're still young, but you have three kids, world dominance is probably out of the picture, but what kinds of things do you- You're still
2: young, but (laughs) those dang uh, kids.
0: (laughs) What kinds of, what kinds of dreams do you still dream? And uh, part B of that question is, are we seeing a difference? Are we seeing- a cultural shift at all in awareness, in options, in the healthier side of the story being told in more places. Are we seeing the needle move at all?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I will say that COVID, um, COVID allowed for people to see a couple different things. It allowed them to see that our healthcare system is broken. It allowed us to see how sick we are as a society right like why did so many more americans die from the same strand of covid than any other country and if there was a comorbidity so blood pressure cholesterol diabetes obesity it increased the death rate exponentially Mm -hmm. and that is the average american five out of six americans will be diagnosed with heart disease or cancer in their lifetime right and so it allows us to see like hey we're broken um it allowed some people more than others i just read an article uh, last week, maybe the week before, about the CDC, how they said now at this point uh, we don't have to test anyone who's asymptomatic, vaccinated and unvaccinated will be treated identically the same. So all the carrots that they put in front of your nose three years ago are gone. Everything that they said was a lie, right? And so when you're like, "Gosh, systems are broken," you know, you realize that like. Some people are seeing it more. Some people want to be more proactive. So I, I feel as if some aspects, but then we still have the like, I can Amazon something to my house that I need to quick fix microwave society. And we've not gotten away from that. You know, like I want one adjustment. I want it to be for free. I want it to last forever. I want it to fix 40 years of me ignoring my lower back pain, right? And I want it to happen now. you're just like, come on, Mm. you gotta be realistic with that stuff. Um, but I do feel like we're making a difference. Like, I can't say that I don't see the miracles happen in our office every week. You know, and those miracles are just, it's not like we give anyone anything. We just remove interference. Like, all the power and potential you have is in your body it's like what's what's interfering with that is it subluxation right like a structural discrepancy is it a nutritional deficiency is it a lack of oxygen is it like what is the problem that isn't making it so your body can't function at that 100% potential and so we get to we get to see that stuff at the office till every day you know we onboarded another doctor to help with the growth process And so the vision that we have, even with my gaggle of ankle biters, is (laughs) that, you know, there's, I always think about this, someone said it, like, we know the potential that the body has, we know the ability that the body has, Um, but not a lot of people have the confidence to speak it or the knowledge to support it. And so if not us, then who and if not now, then when?
0: It's good.
2: Right? And so that's kind of when we're like, well, goodness, you know, it kind of lights that fire a little bit because it is one where people are still getting these diagnoses. This is still happening. People aren't serving their potential that they were put here for. And, and that doesn't stop. Right? And so when you see that the... When I first opened up practice and I remember like the fire that was lit underneath my butt was driving past McDonald's every morning. And I'm like, why is that? Why are people not standing in lines outside of my office for health the way that they're standing to get not real meat and literally contribute to sickness? And so that had always like it always like, why? Like if so, if my line, if my office had a line out everyone's like oh my gosh can't believe it but yet we'll wait for 20 minutes to to get drive through chemicals you know and we're okay with that we've normalized that as a society and so that war and that fight's not there because the lines at those fast food joints are still there Mm -hmm. and so just figuring out like how do we continue to reach as many people as we can how um Can we help bring health to the forefront and not, quote, sell people on their health, but make them realize what a priority it is? Because when you don't have it, you will pay whatever you can. You would sell your house. You would sell your car. You would move to Germany. You would take out a fourth job, right, so that you would regain your health. But yet if someone's like, hey— Uh, You want to put 40 bucks towards your health on the front end? They're like, absolutely not. That's so expensive. You know, like, so I feel like it's a it's a it's a loaded question. Like, have we made changes? Yes. Are we anywhere where we need to be as a society yet? No, that's just kind of our mission. And that mission doesn't stop. It's just one how we spread the principle of health and wellness. And, you know, albeit through vitamins and nutritional deficiencies or chiropractic or you know how to grocery shop better
0: mm-hmm.
2: Love, you know DIY class for healthy stuff in the office. Just that aspect where it's like, let's, let's do it. And it's hard. It's hard work, but we've got a great team of people to be able to support it.
0: We'll look at the time. I think we did it. Another mailbag episode in the books. You gave out your email in a recent show. Uh, if people have questions, how do they contact you directly? If that's okay.
2: Yeah. Info. I N F O at greenwood family chiropractic.com. Guys, it's okay. So it's so long. It's so long, but it's easy, (laughs) right? Greenwood Family Chiropractic, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, info at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. I-N-F-O.
0: 317-893-2853. Please tune in again next week. I will not be here. So we have that to look forward to. And just to remember and always remember that your power Power is on. on. (laughs)